Welcome to the Bedford Alliance Church Foundations Podcast. I'm Luke Cugino, your discipleship pastor and host. This weekly podcast is designed to accompany your discipleship group and help you build a strong foundation in the Christian faith. We want to equip you so you can be unleashed to obey Jesus' command to make disciples. We want to make Jesus' final words our first work. Hello and welcome back to the Foundations Podcast. And just as a quick recap, remember we've been journeying through the storyline of Scripture. And the past couple of weeks we've talked about how the Gospels cover the life and the ministry and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Then we went through the book of Acts. And the book of Acts really picks up where the Gospels leave off. Okay, so Jesus continues his ministry in the book of Acts through his disciples. And how does he do that? He does it through sending the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Spirit. So we see in the book of Acts, the disciples are filled with the Spirit, and they take the gospel from Jerusalem out to Judea and Samaria and throughout the Roman Empire. Okay, so that's that's where we've left off. Now, a quick comment here before we move on to the topic for this week. Remember how back in the Old Testament, we talked about this concept of 17517 for the the structure of the Old Testament. We said the first 17 books of the Old Testament give us the the storyline of the Old Testament. Then the next 5 books are the poetical books which help help us interpret the story. And then the last 17 books are the prophetical books which again give us a little bit more insight into the story. So it's really those first 17 books of the Old Testament that give us the storyline. Well, in the New Testament, it's the first five books that give us the storyline of the New Testament. Okay, so it's the Gospels plus the book of Acts. Then the rest of the books in the New Testament are letters. They're letters written to different individuals, different churches. And what they do is they help fill in some of the details in the story. So they tell us more about the significance of what Jesus did for us, what he accomplished on the cross. And they also tell us more about how to live practically as followers of Christ. Okay, so this week we're going to talk about the epistles or letters. Okay, epistles is just a, a fancy word for letters. So we're going to we're going to talk about the letters from Romans through Jude. Okay, we're not going to cover the book of Revelation this week. We'll talk about that next week, although Revelation is also really a letter. So there are two main divisions in the letters that we're going to talk about this week. First, we have Paul's letters. Okay, Paul wrote 13 letters in Scripture, and these go from Romans through 2 Timothy. And remember back in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul, who's also known as Saul, he went from being a persecutor of the church, he was throwing Christians in jail, and then he was radically saved. He had a vision. He saw Christ. Christ appeared to him. He was saved, and then he ended up going on several different missionary journeys, and he also wrote 13 letters that we now have preserved in Scripture. So those are Paul's letters. Then we have eight what we call general epistles or general letters. Those go from Hebrews through Jude, and they were written by various authors besides Paul, and they really give a complimentary picture to Paul's letters. Okay, so we're going to go through each of these letters, Paul's letters and the general epistles as well. So that's 21 books. Obviously, we're going to have to go pretty quickly here, but hopefully this is enough to at least 
give you some context for when you read through these books on your own. Now, one quick note here. Remember, we do have PDF notes for each podcast episode on our church website. So if you go to bedfordalliance.church, and if you find the D Group's webpage, look for the Foundations Podcast. And next to each episode, you, you'll see that there's a spot where you can click for the notes. Okay, so we have a PDF copy of the notes. I know we're talking about a lot here today, but you might find those notes helpful. So let's go ahead and jump in. We're going to start with Paul's letters first. And when it comes to Paul's letters, it's really helpful to understand them in their historical context. So Paul went on three main missionary journeys. Okay, And after his first missionary journey, he wrote the book of Galatians. Now, Paul had planted churches in the region of Galatia, which is it's just a province it was a province in the Roman Empire. Okay, so during his first missionary journey, he was planting churches in Galatia. Then almost immediately after he left, Paul heard that there were these false teachers coming in behind him and basically trying to undermine his work. They were promoting a false gospel gospel and trying to undermine Paul's authority as an apostle. So the churches in Galatia were very quickly turning away from the true gospel that Paul had just preached. So Paul wrote Galatians to defend the true gospel and to defend his authority as an apostle. Then during his second missionary journey, he wrote 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, and Paul had ministered in the area of Thessalonica, and then he moved on. And what he did is Paul sent Timothy to check on the believers in that area in Thessalonica. So Timothy came back with a good report. So Paul wrote 1 Thessalonians, basically commending their faith, their love, their hope. And he was also defending his ministry again against false accusations. And then a little bit later, Paul received another report from the church in Thessalonica. So Paul wrote 2 Thessalonians. And in this letter, Paul basically answers some of their questions that they had about the end times and the Antichrist. They have questions. They had questions just like we do today. And he also, in this letter, calls them to hope in spite of their their difficult circumstances. Then on Paul's third missionary journey, during his third journey, he wrote 1st and 2nd Corinthians and also the book of Romans. Now, it, it appears there was actually a letter that Paul wrote before 1st Corinthians that we have no record of. So he references this letter in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And then after that letter, Paul wrote the church in Corinth to correct some issues within the church. And this is what we have recorded now in the book of 1 Corinthians. So he responds to a number of questions that they have about different things like marriage and the Lord's Supper, spiritual gifts, and so on. And then for 2 Corinthians, it actually seems like 2 Corinthians was preceded by a painful visit and another letter that we don't have record of, a severe letter, a difficult letter. And when Paul received news that the Corinthians responded well to Paul's rebukes, he wrote 2 Corinthians in response to express joy at their repentance and to encourage them. Around this time as well, Paul was anxious to reach Rome. He wanted to establish the city of Rome basically as a home base for further missions work. So to prepare his way, Paul wrote the book of Romans to the believers in Rome. And in this book, he he really lays out his theology. It's his most 
complete theology in any letter that we have from Paul. And he really gives a beautiful picture of the gospel. And he exhorts readers also to apply the gospel to everyday life. Then at the end of the book of Acts, remember, we saw that Paul went into house arrest in Rome for a couple of years. And during that time when he was under house arrest, he still was able to write letters. He wrote four letters while he was imprisoned. He wrote Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, and Philippians. And in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians was probably meant to be circulated amongst several churches in the province of Asia, Asia Minor. And Paul, in this book, spends the first half, the first few chapters, laying out these big theological truths about the gospel. And then the second half of the book is really focused more on practical conduct and and practical issues. Then the book of Colossians, pretty similar. The first half of it is more theological. The second half is a little bit more practical. And this book of Colossians really also focuses on the supremacy of Christ. You'll see that in there. Then we have the book of Philemon, which is an interesting little letter. It's a short letter, but it's about a runaway slave named Onesimus. And Paul came to know Onesimus as a a friend and a fellow worker in spreading the gospel. But eventually Onesimus felt compelled to return to his master, Philemon. So what Paul did is he wrote Philemon a letter urging him to accept Onesimus not as a slave, but as a brother. Then we come to the book of Philippians. And in this letter, Paul's writing to the church in Philippi, basically thanking them for their joyful giving and their financial support of his ministry. And he also really urges them to pursue harmony and unity and to express humility toward each other. Then after this time, scholars think, so after Paul was in under house arrest for a couple of years, scholars think that Paul was most likely released for a time and w- was able to carry on his missionary work. And during this time, he wrote 1 Timothy and Titus. Now, 1 Timothy is written to Paul's disciple, Timothy. And Paul left Timothy as the leader of the church in Ephesus. So now what he's doing is he's writing to him to encourage him and instruct him regarding things like church leadership, pastoral responsibility, false teachers, disorder in worship, etc. And then the book of Titus is very similar. So Paul left Titus on the island of Crete to lead the churches there. So he's instructing Titus and giving him instructions and encouraging him. Then Paul is imprisoned yet again, but this time his conditions are much more harsh. He's not just under house arrest. And during this time, he writes 2 Timothy. And this is his final letter before he's killed, before he is beheaded. So keep that in mind as you read 2 Timothy. Remember, Paul knows his days are numbered. So this is a pretty emotional letter. He's almost writing like a a father writing to his son as he's writing to Timothy. He charges Timothy to fight the good fight. Even in the midst of suffering and persecution and opposition, he says, fight the good fight. So those are Paul's letters. Now, one thing to keep in mind as you're reading Paul's letters is that he wrote these on the front lines of gospel missions. Okay, He suffered repeatedly. He laid his life on the line and ultimately he gave his life for Christ and for the gospel. So he wasn't just some guy writing his letters from his quote-unquote ivory tower, from his comfortable office as he's sipping coffee. No, 
He was writing these letters on the front lines. He was in the nitty gritty of ministry as he was writing these. So keep the historical context of these letters in mind. Now we're going to quickly here go through the eight general letters as well. So again, this is from Hebrews through Jude. Now the book of Hebrews was written by an unknown author. We're not sure who it was exactly, but it was written to a Jewish audience. And understand that many Jewish believers in Christ were tempted to return to their old ways of Judaism, especially as they faced persecution for their Christian beliefs. So what the author is doing here is he's establishing the supremacy of Christ and the supremacy of the new covenant over the old covenant. He's telling them, don't return to your old ways. Christ is supreme. And he is the one that the Old Testament was pointing to all along. Then we come to the book of James, which was written by Jesus's brother, James. And he really focuses on calling his readers to put their faith into action. We see he says, faith without works is dead. He's not saying that we're saved by our works, but he's saying that when you are truly saved, your works will demonstrate that your heart has been transformed by Christ. Then we have First and Second Peter, which were, of course, written by the Apostle Peter. And he really encourages his readers who are in the midst of some pretty bad suffering to continue to live lives worthy of their calling. Then we have First, Second, and Third John, which were written by the Apostle John. And he really offers assurance of salvation. How can we know that we are saved? And he also warns against false teachers. And then finally, we have the book of Jude, which was written by another brother of Jesus. And he really encourages believers to contend for the faith, to fight for the faith in the midst of false teachers and false doctrines that were pretty prevalent during this time. So those are the letters, Paul's letters and the general letters as well. Remember, these letters complement the Gospels and the book of Acts as well. They tell us more about the significance of, of what Jesus did for us. They cover theology and they also tell us how to live out our faith practically as well. So that's all for this week. That's all for now. But remember why we're doing this podcast in the first place. We want to equip you so that you can go out and invest in other people. Okay, You're not just learning for yourself. We want to help you so that you can obey Jesus' command to all of us to make disciples. And let's live with the same kind of intensity, the same focus that Paul had when it came to making disciples. Paul said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Let's live with that kind of passion, that kind of focus, and let's live to make Jesus' final words our first work. 